morning, St. Michael's. Will you please stand?
called me out upon the waters, the great unknown, where feet may fail. And there I find you in the mystery, in oceans deep, my faith will stand.
promises are yes and amen. All your promises are yes and amen. Beautiful Savior, you have brought me near. You pulled me from the ashes. You have broken every curse. Blessed Redeemer, you have set this captive free. Lord, I can't help but sing. Sing it. that all your promises are yes and amen. What a great word. What great worship this morning. Where in the world is Bishop Kessler? 
<laughs> he is on an Episcopal visit in Hemet, but we are graced to be in the presence of Bishop Davidson, who's here to do a baptism. Always an exciting day to have a baptism and to have Bishop Davidson from Kansas, of all places. <laughs> it's snowing out there. <laughs> Great time to be here. Hi, Ron. I heard you this morning. <laughs> and that's awesome. I'm glad. And I see you. What a great choir we have. I'm just, just happy to be here. And a lot of other guests here. Where's a wedding? I, I saw somebody. Where's that young man, Joan? So just glad everybody's here today. It is a wonderful day. And uh, let's begin. Blessed be God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Almighty God, to you all hearts are open, all desires known, and from you no secrets are hid. Cleanse the thoughts of our hearts by the inspiration of your Holy Spirit, that we may perfectly love you and worthily magnify your holy name. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. Jesus said, the first commandment is this, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and with all your strength. And the second is this, love your neighbor as yourself. There is no other greater commandment than this. And as we prepare to celebrate the mystery of Christ's love, let us acknowledge our sins and ask the Lord for pardon and for strength. Please, Neil. Let us pray. Most merciful God, I confess that I have sinned against you in thought, word, and deed, by what I have done and by what I have left undone. I have not loved you with my whole heart. I have not loved my neighbors as myself. I am truly sorry and I humbly repent. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, have mercy on me and forgive me, that I may delight in your will and walk in your ways to the glory of your name. Amen. The Almighty and merciful Lord grant you absolution remission of all your sins, true repentance, amendment of life, and the grace and consolation of His Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Lord, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. Lord, have mercy.
in you, mercifully accept our prayers, because in our weakness we can do nothing good without you. Give us the help of your grace. Keeping your commandments, we may please you both in will and deed. Through Jesus Christ our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. Amen. <clears throat> Children, it's crowded in here today. <laughs> All right, I like this group. They believe what you tell them. Amen. <laughs> and they should. Thanks be to God. Hey, buddy, how are you? <laughs> Let's bless these kids. Heavenly Father, I pray that you'd watch over each and every one of these children. Lord, that you would fill them with your spirit and with courage and with wisdom for all their days, Lord God, as they go out into the world and conquer it in your name. Buddy, I'm glad to see you. Is that right? Awesome. I'm glad you're here. Have I seen you yet? Bless you in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, and you. What a great crowd. Love these kids. All right. Have fun. Learn something. <laughs> Bye. Bye. I'm glad you're here today. It's my buddy. This morning's first lesson comes from the book of Jeremiah, chapter 17, commencing at verse 5. Thus says the Lord, Cursed is the man who trusts in man and makes flesh his strength, whose heart departs from the Lord. For he shall be like a shrub in the desert, <clears throat> excuse me, and shall not see when good comes, but shall inhabit the parched places in the wilderness. In a salt land which is not inhabited. Blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord and whose hope is in the Lord. For he shall be like a tree planted by the waters, which spreads out its roots by the river and will not fear when heat comes. But its leaves will be green and will not be anxious in the year of drought, nor will cease from yielding fruit. The heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Who can know it? I, the Lord, search the heart. I test the mind. Even to give every man according to his ways, according to the fruit of his doings. The word of the Lord. This morning's psalm is Psalm 1. We'll read Psalm 1 responsibly by the asterisk. Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the way of the sinners, 
but his delight is in the law of the Lord. He shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that brings forth its fruit in its season. The ungodly are not so. Therefore, the ungodly shall not stand in the judgment. For the Lord knows the way of the righteous. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Our second lesson comes from 1 Corinthians, chapter 15, verse 12. Now, if Christ is preached that he has not been raised from the dead, how do some among you say that there is no resurrection of the dead? But if there is no resurrection of the dead, then Christ is not risen. And if Christ is not risen, then our preaching is empty. And your faith is also empty. Yes, and we are found false witnesses of God because we have testified of God that he raised up Christ, whom he did not raise up, if in fact the dead did not raise. For if the dead did not rise, then Christ is not risen. And if Christ is not risen, then your faith is futile. You are still in your sins. Then also those who have fallen asleep in Christ have perished. If in this life only we have hope in Christ, we are of all men most pitiable. But now Christ is risen from the dead and has become the first fruits of those who have fallen asleep. The word of the Lord. Christ according to St. Luke. Glory be to thee, O Lord. Chapter 6. And the whole multitude sought to touch him, for power went out from him and healed them all. Then he lifted up his eyes towards his disciples and said, Blessed are you, poor, for yours is the kingdom of God. 
Blessed are you who hunger now, for you shall be filled. Blessed are you who weep now, for you shall laugh. Blessed are you when men hate you, and when they exclude you, and revile you, and cast out your name as evil for the Son of Man's sake. Rejoice in that day, and leap for joy. For indeed your reward is great in heaven, for in like manner their fathers did to the prophets. But woe to you who are rich, for you have received your consolation. And woe to you who are full, for you shall hunger. Woe to you who laugh now, for you shall mourn and weep. Woe to you when all men speak well of you, for so did their fathers to the false prophets. The Gospel of our Lord. Praise be to thee, Lord Christ. Where sin runs deep, your grace is more. When grace is found, is where you are. And where you are, Lord, I am free. Holiness is Christ in me. And where you are, Lord, I am free. Holiness is Christ in me. Lord, I need you. Oh, I need you. Every hour I need you. My one defense, my righteousness. Oh, God, how I need you. So teach my song to rise to you. Temptation comes my way. When I cannot stand, I'll fall on you. Jesus, you're my hope and stay. So teach my song to rise to you. When temptation comes my way. And when I cannot stand, I'll fall on you. Jesus, you're my hope and stay. And when I cannot stand, I'll fall on you. Jesus, you're my hope and stay. Lord, I need you.
bow your heads for a moment. Heavenly Father, I thank you today for the power of the Holy Spirit, for the release of the Holy Spirit. Touch our lives, Lord, and we do, we ask this, Lord, that you might be glorified in everything that we say and think and do. In Jesus' name, amen. You can be seated. Well, we're uh, thankful for the opportunity to be here, for Bishop Kessler's uh, grace and uh, letting us be here for, for the baptism of our fifth grandchild. And uh, they're heading for ten, at least. And, uh, but uh, we'll baptize Abram today. It's a special day, and we appreciate your hospitality. It's always a pleasure to, to be here. God's doing something here. So, the word that's been on my heart for quite a while is that uh, I believe that God's speaking about alignment, alignment, to come into agreement. You know about alignment when your car's out of alignment, and you're driving down the highway and the car's wobbling, you know? Usually you pull over, right, and you find out how, you go to a gas station and you get the tires aligned. We're all familiar with that, unless some people who just never do maintenance on their car. And I've met people like this. And the tires wear out. If you feel like your life is wobbling, shaking, now it could be the Lord, or it could be something he's trying to get our attention about. But he's telling us for sure to pay attention, because the church is out of alignment. I'm just speaking broadly. I would say the American church is out of alignment, screwed up. So I've come here to drop some bombs, you know. But I'm also thinking of my own life. And my prayer during this epiphany season is, Lord, get me in alignment with you. Am I in alignment with you? And during Epiphany, you know, we celebrate the manifestation of Jesus Christ to the world. And the thing that's been on my heart is God wants you and I to be an Epiphany. A manifestation to the world of the glory of Jesus Christ. And for that to happen, we have to be in alignment with Jesus. Now, one of the the scriptures I'll focus on, we're, we're familiar with this verse. Jesus says... I am the way and the life. I'm the way, the truth, and the life. We know that passage. Now, we all want truth and life. We want to skip right there. But we don't like to go the way. Are you with me? Turn to somebody and say, I know he's talking about you. (laughs) See, we don't like the way. And so we'll take a shortcut. And that's, then you're out of alignment, see? You're going this way, that's Jesus' way, but now we start going here. We've talked about that before, about Bypath Meadow. 
taken a shortcut? You pay. So John 14, verse 6, Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. And he wants to guide us on the way. He wants to lead us. He wants us to know where we're going. He wants you to know you're going the right direction. I bet you anything we took a survey this morning, people are struggling. I wonder what I'm supposed to do. Why is this happening to me? What's going on in my life? And really what you're crying out for, you're saying, God, am I, I feel like I'm out of alignment. And maybe, maybe you've done, maybe God's getting your attention or my attention. You know, your tires are wobbling, man. Pull in, pull in. Some people, they haven't pulled into church for a long time. They haven't gone to confession for a long time. Then they wonder why they're shaken. You know what I'm saying? God has ways of getting our attention. So, that's why it says in Psalm 32, it says, God says, I will instruct you and I'll teach you the way you should go. Think of that. I will instruct you and teach you the way you should go. Man. I'm going through some things in my life right now that I'm wondering, what's going on, God? Lord, am I on the right path here? And he says, you're my favorite preacher, Mike. You're doing fine. <laughs> but I don't know about these other guys. No. See, then you know you're screwed up. But he says, I love that verse. I he says, I will instruct you and I will teach you the way you should go. And I'll guide you with my eye. Are you making eye contact with Jesus? He's looking at you. I'll guide you with my eye. Sometimes I'm not making eye contact with Jesus. I don't pray. I don't get in the Word. And I'm starting to shake, man. Then, listen to this verse. Do not... Be like the horse or like a mule, which has no understanding and has to have be harnessed with bit and bridle. Have you ever experienced the harnessing of the Lord? When I think, when I read this verse, I think back to the military when I was in the army for my grand tour of duty in the army years ago. And we were going, I was going to jump school. And we were on this bus. We pull into Fort Benning, Georgia. Two o'clock in the morning. We're all tired and everything. We get off the bus. And I'll never forget this guy, Sergeant Cologne. We get off the bus and he says, Welcome. We're going to go on a little run. <laughs> and so he says, Everybody come to attention, line up here. So we come out off the bus, kind of staggering, you know. He started making some real strong points right from day one, the first hour. Somebody wasn't lined up right. They're kind of drifting. And he said, come over here. Get down in the dying cockroach position. You know that... You know the dying cockroach position? Tom, you knew that. You, sure, you probably invented it. <laughs> Let me explain this to you. The dying cockroach position, you've seen a cockroach on his back? 
they're dying, you know. And they're laying there we're quivering like this with their little legs up. Like this. <laughs> now, if you do the guy, if you put somebody in the dying cockroach position, you have them lay on their back. They put their legs up and their arms up and their neck up and they'll start quivering. And then you stay that way till you can't. I mean, you just, it's hard. It's good exercise. Then he, you, he'll see that you're fading. You know, you're, you're starting to drop your arms and stuff. He'll make you think. He says, turn over and put your face in the mud. So when you get so tired you can't stay on your back anymore, you put your face in the mud. Clear it, and he'll push your face in the mud. That's why I've had some oxygen deprivation in my life because of that. <laughs> but you know, or the sand, whatever. Put your face in the mud. And then you get tired of that one, then you've got to go back to that dying cockroach position. This verse, Psalm 32, verse 8, 9 there, putting brit, bit, in bridle in, in the harness, that's God putting people in the dying cockroach position. I'm here to save you from that. But I'm sure, I'll bet somebody's going through the dying cockroach position. Because it gets your, what do they do this for? Why do they do that? To get your attention. What does God have to do to get my attention? Crises will come. It's not when, they'll, when they come, or if they're going to come, they will come. And some of them are sent by God to get our attention. And so we end up in the dying cockroach position, quivering and wondering what's going on. And God's saying, look, I want to instruct you. I want to help you. I want to align you with me. Now, we're all born directionally challenged. Some more so than others. And God wants to have us in the direction, the right direction. We're having a baptism today. What is that doing? Why is that so important? Because God is setting direction. He's telling my grandson Abram, he'll tell his parents, when you put that child up here today and he's baptized, I like to take him up behind the altar and give him the perspective. That's the perspective they should look at life at and stay in alignment with Jesus. But we all know this. People get out of alignment. They drift. We struggle. But God loves us so much, he'll, he'll do things to bring us back. So we're, we're navigationally challenged. We have all these navigational tools now. You know, electronic things, satellite dishes and all that. Now back in the day, you know, when we'd have navigation training, you have a compass. And the first thing you want to do is, is you get the map out and align the map with true north. With, with north. But the compass points magnetic north. And so you have to have the declination points on the map to turn the dial of the compass to be true north. Is that right, Tom? I've been lost a few times, so I know how this works. <laughs> are you feeling lost? Yeah, are you feeling lost? Then you're, you, could be, you could be going magnetic north. And it says north on the compass. But you've got to change those dials to get to true north. Jesus Christ is true north. And every one of us now and then will drift off. And we'll start going to magnetic north. Magnetic north is the world, the crowd, self, the pull of, mag- of, of the magnetic, the magnetic pull of the earth. It's a symbol of the world, the flesh, and the devil. That will pull you away from Jesus. What is God telling the church? Get in alignment. Everybody's confused about who they are. 
They don't know if they're male or female. We don't even know what pronoun to use anymore. We're like confused. You can be rebuked for saying somebody with a wrong pronoun, things like that. It's crazy. God's trying to tell the church, I don't want you there. Don't bow the knee to that stuff. Follow my commandments and stay on true north. Turn to somebody and say, I'm really glad I came today. I don't know, man. I don't know. I'm glad I'm here. So far, I don't know, maybe. We'll see what happens, man. God really loves you. God loves this church, man. I was thinking of Lewis as we talk about navigational things. You were in artillery, right? You know what happens if Lewis gets this wrong? He's a military officer with artillery. And if he gets the coordinates wrong, he'll blow up grandma's house. Or somebody, you know, friendly fire, right? You call, he calls in airstrikes. You get the coordinates wrong. Man, those jets are coming in. Boom. The wrong neighborhood got wasted. It's a big time. If you get the coordinates wrong in your life and, don't, and I don't pay attention to God, guess what happens? Problems. Then we, then we complain to God. We murmur against God. And God says, look, just what did he tell you? What did he say? I will guide you with my eye. God is the navigator. He, nav- he knows how to navigate your life. But I'm telling you, I believe this is a word from the Lord. It's a simple word in one, one word. Or out of alignment. Out of alignment. The church is out of alignment. People's lives are out of alignment. And all we have to do is, re- is come back to God. In Psalm 25, it says, you know, he prays in that psalm. He says, oh God, forgive my youthful sins. Aren't you glad that God forgives sinners? That's how you can set the coordinates. Is this, this kind of confuses me sometimes, so I'm, does it, are you confused about this? Are we willing to read the instructions on the map and turn the dial on our compass to go true north? And you do that, you'll pay a price. We read it in Beatitudes. There'll be some persecution, maybe. So what? I think, you know, Bishop Bates has talked about that God's bringing us, we need to develop a, a theology of martyrdom. And in a sense, see, where if, if you love Jesus, how do you get the declination points right? Die. Die. You're buried. You died. I'm dead. I'm dead in Christ. Nevertheless, I live. I'm raised now. But I'll tell you another simple thing that ties in with this is we forgot our baptism. We forgot the power of baptism. When you were baptized, you were set true north. And we should think about it every day. You have decisions to make. Some of the decisions that you have to make right now, all of us here, are really, really critical. They They can cost you years. Sometimes even your life. And God doesn't want us to go off course. So this is a navigation sermon. How to stay to true north. And it's a daily thing. You read the word, you pray, you love one another. 
That's another verse that we need to think about real quick here. Jesus said he's giving you true north with Matthew chapter 22, verse uh, 20, 32 or 37. Jesus says, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, your strength. This is the first and great commandment, but the second is to love your neighbor as yourself. That's a philosophy of education. From the Old Testament, the Shema. Hear, O Israel. You know? Hear. Hear! And God will scream sometimes to get our attention. He loved, If your child was getting ready to go out in the traffic, you'd scream, right? Oh, come back, honey. Don't run out in the cars. I mean, some parents I see negotiating with their kids. No, there's a time. Light up. I learned that from the military. My brief stay, I was two years, you know, but I mean, these guys have been in the military and all that for their whole life. How do they, what, what, is, what do they teach you, man? I, I, I reflect back on my drill sergeants and people like that and think, man, these guys really knew what they were talking about. They're basic life lessons, man. I had to repent for a lot of things I didn't know, but no, we won't get into that. <laughs> Alignment to get in agreement with Jesus. Get in agreement with one another. Agreement is a place of power. That's when your car is riding smooth down the highway, man. Just drifting, it's going good. And God wants us to be there together, together. But the church is going through some real heavy things right now. Our children are facing some really heavy things. And we just have to have the power of the Holy Spirit because the Holy Spirit will keep you going true north. All we have to do is ask Him, Lord, am I going the right direction here? See, one of the things that uh, we hate are limits. We don't like anybody putting limits on us. That's humanism. Humanism, you read it today, well, in Psalm 2 especially. They revolt against God, you know, and they want to take, they want to break the bonds and stuff and take over their, run their own life. And God's laughing at heaven at them. But that's humanism. Humanism hates limits. The church hates limits. So we can't go out there and try to correct that until we get in alignment with God Within his limits. He's the, the limits. The map. Line our life up with what the word says. And then and your, our life. It, God's not saying it'll be a pain free deal. But man it, it'll be a wonderful thing. You may suffer. People be, the martyrs they get killed. But boy I tell you when they went out. They went out the right way. So I want to die now. And at least be partially there. You know, the Psalm 25, and you're getting to the close of this, would just, in Psalm 25 is a great psalm. You know, he cries out at the very beginning of that psalm. He says, Lord, protect me. I'm trusting you. I'm waiting for you. Protect me. Do we pray that? Or we just take it for granted we know what we're going to do today? Or who, who we're going to marry you? Or what we're going to invest in? Whatever. 
Or I'm just going to take it for granted. I know exactly what to do in my church. Am I crying out? Am I trusting God? Am I crying out to him? Then he says, then it says in that psalm, show me the path, Lord. Show me the path. Why would you go? You, before you go on vacation, you would ask God, should I go on that vacation? Should I go to that place? Or are you going to get another job? You're thinking, I'm tired of this job. I'm going to get a, did you ask God about that? You, show me the path. Show me that. Point out the way I should go, Lord. Lead me and teach me. He goes on then in Psalm 25, you know, verse 6 and 7. He's overlooked my sinful youth, my youthful sins. Forgive me, Lord. He's getting in right with God in his heart. Then God will prepare you. He says, the Lord. Now here, listen, just listen to this. This is from the Living Bible. We've talked about this before in different places. But this is always good to remember. Psalm 25, he says, the Lord is good and glad. To teach the proper way to all who go astray. They're out of alignment. We get out of alignment. We'll we'll sin. But God's telling us how to get back into alignment. God never ends anything on a negative. He'll bring you back. He'll bring you back. So he says, the Lord is glad to teach us the proper path to all who go astray. And he'll help you choose the best. To all who humbly turn to him and those who obey him, every path is fragrant with his blessings. You can smell the fragrance of the Lord when you're doing that. And then God will help you to choose the best and your children will inherit the earth. We want that for our children. And there's a real battle for that now. Where is the man who fears the Lord or the woman who fears the Lord? God will teach them to choose the best. What choices are you having to make right now? What are some decisions you have to make? Just make a little thing, mental list, and and God's saying, I will teach you to choose the best. Not good and better, but the best. And then you will dwell in God's circle of blessing, it says. He has covenant blessings. And your children will inherit the earth. Woo, what a deal. Are your children having troubles? You know, we can pray and bring them into God's circle of blessing. So I guess, you know, in in closing this, today we're going to have a baptism by the major blessing from God, setting direction. Baptism is a decimal point. Have you ever, I did some research one time, for you guys who are really mathematical, it would be good, but people who put the decimal, decimal point in the wrong place, the bridge fell down. They lost $7 million out of the account because the guy put the decimal point in the wrong place. That's why we need to remember the decimal point of our life. Right there. Baptism. I forget the power of baptism. See, you're walking in God's covenant. And God said that was a decimal point. And now the parents are presenting that child, baptism. And now it's their job to keep the child on track. It's easy to keep them on track, though, right, Mikla? No, it's a, it's a strain. It's a strain. 
So God is really good, and I think he's talking to the church, he's talking for our personal lives about staying in alignment. So Heavenly Father, we do thank you for your mercy. And we pray today, Lord, that uh, we'll be receptive to your guidance, knowing that you want to guide us. And if we've made a mistake, Lord, we just repent and turn from that. And we thank you that you'll bring us back on the right path. We'll be in alignment. So I pray for the power of alignment to be upon each one here today. God's alignment in our life. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, we pray. Amen. I'm just kidding. <laughs> well done. Thank you. The candidates for baptism, please come forward. We will begin with the baptism. Okay. Bring the crown. Yeah. All right. I have, I'll just use this. You got a book for you and a book for me? Okay. <clears throat> All right. I want a book too. All right. Well, the candidate will be presented. Let's get some water in here. Yeah, that helps. <laughs> Who knows how to do this? Deacon? Yeah. <laughs> so, are you going to hold that? All right. Where's the water? Water. Water. Where's the water? Right here. Oh, you do that here? Tell later. Okay. All right. We'll do that then. All right. We've got to have somebody in charge here. Okay. The candidate will be presented. That's you guys. Will you be responsible for seeing that the child you present is brought up in the Christian faith and life? In other words, what I'm saying there, what this is saying, will you keep your child in alignment with Jesus? Hmm? Will you, by your prayers and witness, help this child to grow into the full stature of Jesus Christ? Do you renounce Satan and all the spiritual forces of wickedness that rebel against God? Do you renounce the evil powers of this world which corrupt and destroy the creatures of God? Do you renounce all sinful desires that draw you from the love of God? Do you turn to Jesus Christ and accept Him as your Savior? I do. Do you put your whole trust in His grace and love? I do. Do you promise to follow and obey Him as your Lord? I do. Will all who witness these, uh, these vows do all in your power to support these persons in their walk with Jesus Christ? We will. We will. Let us together renew our baptismal covenant. Do you believe in God the Father? I believe, I believe in God the Father Almighty, Creator of heaven and earth. Do you believe in Jesus Christ, the Son of God? I believe in Jesus Christ, His only Son, our Lord. He was conceived by the Holy Spirit and born of the Virgin Mary. He suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead. On the third day He rose again. He ascended into heaven 
and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again to judge the living and the dead. Do you believe in God, the Holy Spirit? I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Will you continue with the apostles' teaching and fellowship in the breaking of bread and in prayers? I will with God's help. Will you persevere in resisting evil so that you can stay out of the dying cockroach position? <laughs> will you persevere in resisting evil and whenever you fall into sin, repent and return to the Lord? I will with God's help. Will you proclaim by word and example the good news of Jesus Christ? I will with God's help. Will you seek and serve Christ in all persons, loving your neighbor as yourself? I will with God's help. Will you strive for justice and peace among all people and respect the dignity of every human being? I will with God's help. Grant, O Lord, Grant, O Lord, that all who are baptized into the death of Jesus Christ, your Son, may live in the power of the resurrection and look for him to come in again in glory, who lives and reigns with you now and forever. Amen. Amen. Yeah. Let us now pray for Abram, right? Abram. Abram Kyle. Abram Kyle. Amen. That's a strong name. Abram Kyle. Who is to receive the sacrament of new birth. Deliver him, O Lord, from the way of sin and death. Lord, hear our prayer. Open his heart to your grace and truth. Lord, hear our prayer. Fill him with your holy and life-giving spirit. Lord, hear our prayer. Keep them in faith and commu- keep him in the faith and communion of your holy church. Lord, hear our prayer. Teach him to love others in the power of the spirit. Lord, hear our prayer. Send him into the world and witness to your love. Lord, hear our prayer. Bring him to the fullness of your peace and glory. Lord, hear our prayer. Grant, O Lord, that all who are baptized into the death of Jesus Christ, your Son, may live in the power of his resurrection and look for him to come again in glory, who lives and reigns now and forever. Amen. 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 You pour the water first. The Lord be with you. And also with you. We thank you, Almighty God, for the gift of water. Over it, the Holy Spirit moved in the beginning of creation. Through it, you led your children of Israel out of bondage, the bondage of Egypt, into the land of promise. In it, your Son, Jesus Christ, received the baptism of John. And he was anointed by the power of the Holy Spirit as the Messiah, the Christ, to lead us to guide us through his death and resurrection from the bondage of sin into everlasting life. I sanctify this water by the power of the Holy Spirit that this child, Abram, may receive the full blessing of your covenant and forever remain in the faith through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen.
Abram, I baptize you in the name of the Father. Uh oh. <laughs> Keep going. The Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. See, he doesn't want to be in alignment. <laughs> complaining about that. God bless you, Abram. You have that chrism? Oh, we have the chrism now. Uh, right behind you. We anoint you, Abram, by the power, by the power of the Holy Spirit to be a mighty man of God. Lord, give him ears, ears to hear his parents. Amen. And to hear your word. Amen. Why don't you, uh, if you take him up behind the altar, Jason? You want to do it? You want to do it? You know, being a godparent, you're responsible for his education. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Why don't you just hold him up? You know, this is where when we're baptizing in Christ, we're seated in heavenly places, right? Yep. This is where we are. It looks different up here, you know. And that's where you are with Jesus. That's where you are. Amen. It'll never be the same. So, Lord, we receive Abram, Kyle, Hamadani into the congregation of Jesus Christ. We sign him with the cross, the anointing oil. And we pray hereafter you will never be ashamed to confess Jesus Christ as Lord and fight under the banner, under his banner, the banner of the cross against sin, the world, and the devil. And continue it as Christ's soldier and servant forever and ever and finish well in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Please stand. Peace, the Lord, be always with you. Turn and greet your neighbors with the peace of the Lord. Lord be with you. Let's see, announcements today. A reminder that if you are 13 or older, catechism starts on Wednesday at 7 here at St. Michael's. So if you're 13 and you're ready to be confirmed, (laughs) catechized, (laughs) then be here Wednesday. Um, what else? That means if we're if this is happening, that means that Shrove Tuesday and Ash Wednesday are right around the corner. Does anybody know what day that is? That's like March something or other. Yes. Yeah. March fifth 
is Shrove Tuesday Pancake Supper, where we clean out our pantry so that we can fast and pray through Lent, which starts on Wednesday, Ash Wednesday. So you want to be here Ash Wednesday as well. Amen. Amen. Anything Let's else going on? Let's pray for the offering. Amen, brother. As we prepare to receive the body and blood of Christ in the Eucharist, let us respond to God's word by engaging with him in musical worship and presenting to God our tithes and offerings out of that which God has given to us. Let's pray together. Through Christ, let us continually offer to God the sacrifice of praise, that is, the fruit of lips that acknowledge his name. But do not neglect to do good and to share what you have, for such sacrifices are pleasing to God. Amen.
Welcome all baptized believers to receive the body and blood of Christ. This is the table of the Lord. It is made ready for those who love him and for those who want to love him more. So come, you who have much faith and you who have little. You who have been here often and you have not been here long. You who have tried to follow and you who have failed. Come, because it is the Lord who invites you. It is his will that those who want him should meet him here. Come to the table. The Lord be with you. Spirit. Lift up your hearts. We lift them up to the Lord. Give thanks to the Lord our God. It is Father, all powerful and ever living God, we do well always and everywhere to give you thanks through Jesus Christ our Lord. Through his cross and resurrection, he freed us from sin and death and called us to the glory that has made us a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people set apart. Everywhere we proclaim your mighty works. For you have called us out of darkness into your own wonderful light. And so with all the choirs of angels in heaven we proclaim your glory and join in their unending hymn praise. Holy, holy, holy Lord, God of power and might, heaven and earth are full of your glory. Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. Lord, you are holy indeed and the fountain of all holiness. Let your Holy Spirit come upon these gifts. Make them holy so that they may become for us the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ. Before he was taken up to, to death, a death he freely accepted, he took bread and when he had given thanks, he broke it and gave it to his disciples saying, Take and eat, this is my body broken for you. Whenever you do this, do this in remembrance of me. When the supper was ended, he took the cup and blessed it. And again he gave thanks and praise. 
And he gave the cup to his disciples and said, Drink this, all of you. This is my blood of the new covenant, which is shed for you and for many for the forgiveness of sin. Whenever you do this, do this in remembrance of me. Let us proclaim the mystery of faith. Christ has died, Christ has risen, and Christ will come again. In memory of his death and resurrection, we offer you, Father, this life-giving bread, this saving cup. We thank you for counting us worthy to stand in your presence, to serve you. May all of us who share in the body and blood of Jesus be brought together in the unity of the Holy Spirit. Lord, remember your church throughout the world and make us go in love together with our patriarch, Bishop Craig, Bishop Doug, and all those who proclaim the gospel to the world. Remember those who we now pray for. For Olivia, Connie, Susan, Carl, Serena, Naomi, Rachel, Nadia, Kyle, Norman, Joyce, Vince, for all the Marines and sailors and uh, all those in the military, for police officers, firefighters, for those who lead us in our communities. Let there be peace in the streets that the gospel can go forward, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Anything special? Whoever's struggling here today, Lord, uh, physical or spiritual or just confusion, we thank you for the power of the Holy Spirit released here today that you'll touch them and they'll know the right path. They'll know which direction to go. We thank you for your mercy, Lord. So draw our hearts to remember the poor and the broken. As we receive the body and blood of Jesus, may we we be transformed to become the body of Christ to the world. Have mercy on us. Make us worthy to share eternal life with the apostles and martyrs and all the saints. May we praise you in union with them and we give you glory through your son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. By him and with him and in him, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all honor and glory are yours, Almighty Father, now and forever. Amen. Amen. Jesus taught us to call God our Father, and so we have the courage to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Sorry. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done. On earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Hallelujah. Christ, our Passover, is sacrificed for us. Therefore, let us keep the feast. Hallelujah. Lamb of God, you take away the sin of the world. Have mercy upon us. Lamb of God, you take away the sin of the world. Have mercy upon us. 
Lamb of God, you take away the sin of the world. The gifts of God for the people of God, take them in remembrance that Jesus died for you and feed on him in your hearts with thanksgiving. Blessed are those who are called to his supper.
of your Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. And you have fed us with spiritual food in the sacrament of his body and blood. Send us now into the world in peace and grant us strength and courage to love and serve you with gladness and singleness of heart through Christ our Lord. Amen. St. Michael the Archangel, defend us in the battle. Be a protection against the wickedness and snares of the devil. May God rebuke him, we humbly pray. And do thou, O Prince of the Heavenly Host, by the divine power of God, cast into hell Satan and all evil spirits who roam throughout the world, seeking the room of souls. Amen. Now as you go from this place, never forget the gospel that God is in Christ Jesus, reconciling the world to himself. That God loves you. He'll guide you with his eye upon you. He'll tell you where to go and protect you. And he'll never, never leave you or forsake you. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Lock and load. <laughs> <clears throat> Spirit, lead me where my trust is without borders. Let me walk upon the water wherever you would call me. Take me deeper than my feet could ever wander. My faith will be made stronger in the presence of my Savior. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Let us go forth rejoicing in the power of the Holy Spirit. Thanks be to God.